Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen. I hope you're all having a blessed day out there. When you get an opportunity, check out my books, check out my music, my art. Also, check out my brother, Justin Keen, Autumn Keen, and my wife, Dawn Keen, who does live gaming stream videos on YouTube. Uh, sometimes Justin does live game streaming with my son as well as his own kids, and you'll get to hear them all talking from time to time on the live streams. Um, it's, I have no idea what the agenda is. They could talk about politics one day. They could be talking about the video game. They could be talking about something that happened in their life. Who knows? Now, as most of you know, I've spent a little bit of time doing videos about my personal life and... Uh, some loss, pain, suffering, abandonment, and neglect issues. But, uh, and I've talked a few minutes here and there, off and on, during those videos about God. But this day, I plan to talk primarily about God and how right and wrong, good and evil uh, exist in the world. And I'm going to demonstrate why it is that there are several reasons, scientifically as well as metaphysical, as well as morally, why there should be evidence that a God actually exists, a creator of the universe and all life itself. And I think that this one example that I will give, and of course I will give several over time on why I have the views that I do and the ideas and demonstrate to you the rationality and logic behind it. When you look at the ocean in my image here, where you see it coming up with the waves rolling up on the sand, this is what you would refer to as an objective occurrence a naturally objective occurrence that is happening. And what this means is the difference between subjective and objective is, is subjective means that you can have an opinion or a perspective of something, and it's like that of an opinion. It's not grounded in facts or evidence, even though your opinion may sound intelligent or wise, or there may sound like there's some kind of logic behind it. Your opinion, no matter how strong it is, cannot also be equated to as fact unless you have evidence surrounding your conclusions. However, on the other hand, objective reality is when you can see the ocean actually moving as it is. If I were to say it is objectively true that the ocean is in fact existing and doing what it does and the processes involved, it doesn't matter whether you believe it or not what I'm telling you. It doesn't matter how hard or how strong of an expression or opinion you have against it. It is objectively true. What I have said is true. The ocean is real. The water within it is real. It is true right before your eyes that it is actually creating the waves that are rolling up on the sand. Now, let's get to the part about God and why there is evidence for God. If I were to ask any non-believer out there, any skeptic, any critic, anyone who considers himself a free thinker, do you believe 
are you convinced that evil exists in the world? And I don't think it would be an assumption to know human nature enough to realize that if I were to ask any atheist out there or any skeptic or anybody of a different religion, do you believe that something like child rape or child abuse or slavery is objectively wrong? Now, if you were to just simply say, it's my opinion that rape is wrong, then you would have to give justifications on why it is that you think it's simply an opinion of yours. And you would probably try to describe it in some silly way as being, well, it's an uncomfortable thing, it's something that is unfair, it's a violation of a child or an adult, if it's an adult who happens to be a victim. But deep down inside, even if you tried to philosophize what is morally right and wrong, you know deep down inside, without opinions being expressed, that it is absolutely wrong. And under no conditions or preferences of any kind would you be able to argue that there was any probability of rape and child abuse being considered good or right thing to do. If you tried to, then most people in the world would normally see you as a psychopath or a sociopath. People who would argue that raping and violating and hurting others would consider something wrong with you, that you have bad wiring in your head. And they would be absolutely and objectively correct in stating that if you actually went so far as to try to argue that somehow it is necessary, good, and righteous to harm other people in such a terrible, horrible way. So, if I were to ask any of you out there, is it objectively wrong to do this? Is it objectively evil? Is it objectively evil to slay your, your own parents? or mutilate small animals like cats and dogs, you know deep down inside, you know this for a fact, that it is wrong, it is incorrect to do, and you also know that those who participate in such actions are considered as evil as you could possibly imagine, and you would never, as a normal person, want to function in a society where people like this are running loose and have control and the ability to continue to perform these actions. It is the reason why a majority of humans have made this agreement on a moral ethical basis and created laws to put people like this in mental institutions and prisons because we do not consider these people correct or right and we do not give a damn how strongly they feel about hurting people and enjoying themselves while doing it, we will put them away and some of them we will exterminate by using capital punishment or whatever means during either modern times of the past to rid them and their filth of this world. So the point is, is that if I ask you, so now that we have discussed this and we have debated this, do you agree that there are certain things in your mind that are objectively wrong, evil, and absolutely 
not necessary to commit or do any of these atrocities. I believe that most of you who are logical and rational, whether you are a person of faith or you are a non-believer, you would all agree with me. So, Brett, what's the point? I agree with you. Yes, there are things that I absolutely would not do or perform myself, and there are things that are just simply unforgivable that I will not accept and I will not allow to happen in a civilized civilization and society. Well, now that you have agreed to this, I would then turn and ask you, do you also believe that there are good things that exist that are objectively true, that they truly are good? If I were to ask you, is the love of a mother towards her child, whether daughter or son, is this objectively good? Now, there may be a little bit of argument or in saying, uh... It depends on, you know, what kind of good they're doing in all this. Let's say it's to the extreme, that a person is taking care of their children, they're giving their children everything that they possibly can to benefit their survival, their life, they're fulfilled, they're satisfied, they're happy. I think that all of you would agree that that would be objectively good that that would be good for the herd, it would be good for any group of animals performing these actions, it would be good for the human race to do objectively good things upon other people, do unto others you want done unto you. So here's the thing, the only way that objective good and objective evil, light and darkness, evil, good, right and wrong, could actually have objectivity, the objective foundation behind it, is as if there was something outside of our feelings and our ability to think that exists that makes all this so. Because if it was just simply based upon human concept, and it was just some kind of device invented by mankind in our mind on how to live, then we would have to base everything that we do, everything that we feel, everything that we think on subjective opinion. And in that way of doing things, we are not doing anything objectively good or objectively evil. That means that anybody that goes out and performs an atrocity or genocide or a horrible thing, none of us have the right to tell anyone else that they're wrong or right if wrong and right is not actually true. Does that make sense? If there is no such thing as a actual law, that it's just all invented mind constructs, then we have no place to judge or condemn others for the actions they commit, no matter how uncomfortable they might be. But we have already come to the agreement. We have all voiced our opinion. We have all voiced what we know. There's our opinion, and then there's what we know. And you all know, and I know, that there is objective good and evil. That there truly is evil to the extreme, good to the extreme. And the only way any of these laws and rights and wrongs, good and evil, could actually exist and mean something and be more than just a construction of our mind, if there is something greater than ourselves who say, this is the truth, this is the light, this is the facts, 
and this is how existence, life, and sentience work. It is the only thing that would explain why any of this exists in the first place. One cannot simply argue evolution, because evolution has nothing to do with the fact that mankind has committed wars and killed each other and all this. It simply means that we developed into what we are. But there is nowhere in evolution where it says, oh, and by the way, somehow while you're growing fins and you're growing all this reptilian abilities or this amoeba-like mind, that you are suddenly going to be able to know what is the difference of it. We have to have the foundation. If you don't have a foundation to stand on, you'll fall for anything. So I believe that God exists, and I believe that the fact that we can see evidence for objective evil and good is also proof of God. In the Bible, and in any of the faiths that we look into, God claims to be objective reality. He claims that all that you see and all that exists is the truth. I am the truth, the way, and the light. He is the origin of existence. He is the one that created the very universe. And without our universe and all the production and processes going on in this, as some people would argue simulation, then there would have been no purpose or reason for there to be evolution or development in the first place. Something had to have started the mechanism that creates it. Whether you want to argue a supernatural or natural, the fact is there always had to be a prime mover that existed before the universe even came in to birth. And we are simply the children that live within its womb. So that is one of the first examples I give that God is true, God is real, for the fact that we can see with our very own eyes and we can feel with our very own hearts that good and evil truly does exist. Every demonic, terrible thing that you experience is a truth and a fact that what God told you that evil does truly exist actually does. And the good things, of course, well, we all know that religious people usually praise God and thank him and appreciate him for any blessings he bestows upon us. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the video. I will give many, many more reasons why it is I view God as a logical, rational answer to all of life's questions. God bless.